Sis, if we could just recognize that finding our glow is going to take Holy Spirit leading us to look inside at the gifts he's already given us in small acts of faith and obedience to walk in total victory from a place of insecurity to security in our God ordained purpose. We could just glow through life beautifully. It's my anniversary, hey, anniversary. How many of you guys play that song every year on your anniversary? Those of you that are married, it's my anniversary. Seven years of relationship turned into 17 years of marriage. Sis, by the time y'all hear this podcast, it's probably going to be a little bit later than the 30th. Because I was I was a little hesitant on sharing this side of me. It's funny because those of you that know me know me. I don't have a problem with speaking my truth. But I didn't want you guys to see this side of me. I know that I vow to always be intentionally transparent and share. So I can be more self-aware of where Holy Spirit is leading me. Which in return, I'm hoping that it'll also help you to do the same and also look inside thyself and reflect. Let me testify. Today is September 30th, 2022. Today makes 17 years of marriage. Woo! Oh Lord, have you searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down from my rising up. You know my thoughts even when they are far off. Now that passage is found in Psalms 139, 1 through 2. I suggest you go and read that. It's a good one. Go ahead and grab you a cup of coffee and sit down and ponder on that scripture. This process of two people becoming one isn't an easy one. It's actually quite painful especially if you both are broken and you're seeking healing at the same time come on somebody's gonna be a bullseye for somebody (laughs) sometimes the other one is more willing to undergo the cutting the breaking the bruising to be made whole a little bit more willing than the other which makes this process so much harder and so much slower could you just submit already bruh can you just go ahead and just say i tap out I will comply, okay? I will follow through. Sis, can you submit already? Can you humble thyself and throw in the towel and say, okay, I will comply. I will follow through. Now, the Lord had to gather me as he stayed gathering me. Today, I realized I'm in a place of elevation that requires resting. Stealing myself before the Lord. I'm also in a place of healing. I'm also in a place of transition. I'm also in a place of growth, pruning and learning and all the things. I feel as though God is trying to do a quick work. As long as I'm obedient and yielding to the move that God is doing in my life this season, I'll be all right. I'm going to allow myself to be still before the Lord. Let's just get her done, Lord. Let's just get her done. Oh, y'all. Today was a very emotional day for me. I'm going to give you the backstory on our marriage further into the podcast, okay? I'm going to give you the the tea. I'm going to spill some ashes. Today was a reminder, though, 
of our whole entire marriage. And I had to literally allow Holy Spirit to do some work and lay at his feet for a moment. Before my husband got home from running all his errands, I found myself allowing like the spirit of oppression to hover over me. The enemy really tried it, y'all. He tried to rob me of this moment of celebrating our union and extension together. This moment of elevation and extending to the next level in our marriage's purpose, in our marriage's calling, in our relationship with the Heavenly Father as individuals. He tried to rob your girl, okay? Now, as a woman, as a mother, that has been through so many different growth transitions, this one, it's different. (sighs) It's so different because I actually decided to give God a real complete surrendered yes. Now, I've said yes before, but... I'm just now realizing that this yes meant sacrifice, sacrificial, (laughs) dying to self. I mean, slaughtering all my own desires, all my own will needs to be conforming to the will of the Lord. It's been tough. (laughs) It's really been tough. I feel like like one of those kids that you are trying to put in a in a high chair and you're trying to prepare the food for them and they just keep getting up and you're like I need you to sit down and I need you to be still and then I can feed you I can fill you up and give you all the nourishment that you need that's going to sustain you to get through your day that's going to help you grow strong and healthy bones but if you just sit down in this high chair stop getting up no I don't need your help I need you just to sit down and be still girl I feel like that kid that you have to tell i'm not gonna give you this bowl of oatmeal until you sit down now could plank put your feet back down in the holes i'm gonna need you to take several seats and then the kid starts crying ah, well just let me up because they want to eat right now but they want to do it like hanging halfway out of the high chair and like walking around and spilling things all over the place but how many of you guys know that god doesn't want you to spill out the food the nourishment that he's trying to put into you he wants you to be still so you can properly ingest the food and properly digest the food and then utilize the nutrients that comes from the food so you have substance that's going to sustain you through every trial and every tribulation oh yes that's a tough one because when you thought that you was being still and you get tapped a couple times I said, sit down. Don't get back up because you need to eat. I'm not playing with you. We got some places that we're trying to go. You got some places that I'm trying to take you, thus says the Lord. And if you don't be still and eat this food and drink this water so you can be nourished, you're not going to get to where you keep crying, say you want to go. I'm not going to take you there until you get the proper nourishment you need because I don't want you to fail. My plans for you are to prosper not to fail. So I'm gonna need you to listen. Can you listen to me, please? If you don't listen, I'm gonna pop, I'm gonna pop you. So some things probably, you probably lose some things. You probably forget some things. You probably got to put some things down because when you get tapped, something gonna fall off. You're gonna get your mind right, but you, you don't want to get tapped. I don't want to get tapped. So I realized, okay, Lord, I know that it's tough, but I'm gonna do it. I will obey. So today, 
It's also the day before my 36th birthday and I never thought that I would even be alive today because of all the trauma, all the chaos, all the hell and high water that the enemy didn't drug your girl through the mud. <sighs> I'm still trying to clean myself off from some of this stuff. But anywho, I digress. Your girl has been redeemed. But today I woke up feeling a little grievous, um, regretting, just in, you know, regretting not having singleness in resentment of life decisions as it pertains to failed relationships as though I didn't know that I even, why I was even really allowing this to surface at this particular moment. Like this is not the time for this, but I woke up on my anniversary pondering on past mistakes and thinking that I didn't have enough time to be like an individual before, like I was a partner. Girl, this is 17 years into a marriage and I'm gonna have these type of thoughts. The devil is a lie. I quickly was able to realize that, uh uh-uh, you're being way too ungrateful of all the goodness that God has brought you from and all that he has done for you. Your soul should be crying out. Hallelujah. Where are you going with this today, Tarnisha? Well, God had to flash the difference between me, but uh, the, the difference between where I was and where I'm not. The past relationships I had, yes, was lacking growth, but this one is not. I'm not where I used to be. I'm so much further than I thought I should be, but I'm right where I need to be. Let me say that again. God had to flash the difference between my past failed relationships and the lacking of growth that I have been in. This is not that. Just to show me that I'm not where I used to be. I'm so much further than I thought I should be, but I'm right where I need to be. Woo. Now, I need to sit on that. (laughs) I need to literally sit on that. So I began to think about it a little bit more and I felt a little burden down the more I started really dwelling into it. And I'm like, see, now the devil is trying to rob me of this joyful moment. He trying to make me miss my blessing. He's trying to really make me miss the blessings of the Lord where I should be celebrating. I'm over here feeling burdened down. What is the problem? I don't understand what's going on. Obviously, it was some spiritual warfare in the air and I'm not knowing where it came from. But, you know, I'm like, okay, well, the last couple of weeks I've been struggling with the stillness and, you know, trying to focus and then also rest in the Lord and only be led when the Holy Spirit is having me to be led and trying to consume all this information on how to still yourself and rest. So, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm a little overwhelmed. So I'm, you know, communing with the Lord a little further. So I know that the feeling of defeat me feeling cast down while my husband is completely unaware. I knew that this wasn't from God. He's out here gift getting gifts and <laughs> he knew my love language though. He knows my love language is gift giving and acts of service since I never had anyone to do nice things for me unless it came with a cost. I love being celebrated because I never really have been. And so that leaves me feeling unseen most of the time. But God is working on that, you know. I have been misused and abused most of my life. And my husband knows that. So he knows that I love to receive gifts, 
even if it's just a small token it doesn't have to be anything big i mean poems letters painted rocks i love little keepsakes i'm a person that is very appreciative of any kind of gift matter of fact i always cry i don't know why i keep telling god stop having me cry all the time every time somebody do something for me i'm just like i just can't even help it anyway i digress so i felt so joyless and unworthy to be a wife at this time because like my thoughts and emotions was very much so stinking thinking and I felt undeserving to even be celebrated like y'all this man has literally stuck by my side unwillingly (laughs) unwilling to let go that's what I mean by unwillingly (laughs) he he was unwilling to let me go and times where we had separated because I had fallen out of love and I had fell into identity confusion and was declaring that I was a part of the LGBTQ and I felt like I was connected there because of childhood trauma but and so many other things. But he decided to stand by me in the midst of our separation, even though I was self-sabotaging our union based upon my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings. Um, He didn't understand it, but he still was unwilling to let go. (laughs) I'm not taking away from any wrongs that was there or any facts of, you know, things that he has done to help further those thoughts and actions. But my focus right now is my part in the relationship. And I believe we need to examine ourselves and hold ourselves accountable And I always hold myself accountable for my own actions. I believe that blame shifting is immature and I refuse to do that. So we're focusing on my half of the story. So anyway, that's how God deals with me though. He always tells me when you point one finger at your husband, there's always three pointed back at you. So that's how he deals with me. So as I'm cleaning up, as he always does, I always have some sort of revelation on how God, um, just starts revealing and unraveling just the chaos in my mind so he revealed to me that I had these stored up expectations of my partner that he didn't even know about fully because I keep switching it up one day I want this one day I want that next minute I don't even know what I truly even want so it's impossible for him to even try to fulfill any kind of need because if I don't know how is the man supposed to know girl your girl be out here crazy and this man be dealing with all the motions I'm probably breaking him because I'm broken even though I know he was broken too and so we just hurt people hurt people you know but see this is why I'm trying to heal and I need to become self-aware and allow Holy Spirit to lead me to the pain of my past to push forward to the purpose of my future and then prepare me for my audience to come which is you guys that are my listeners maybe my story will help you kind of self-examine yourself your relationships and your marriage and give you strength to hold on to make it to another day so I (laughs) I realized that at this time I'm completely unstable (laughs) and I'm that woman that's tearing her house down instead of being the woman that builds it up but I decided that I want to be the one to build my relationship up with my words, with my chase conversation, um, with a, a right attitude. So I just, I had to make a decision. And so 
I decided not to let all these things that's going on in my mind to affect this day. So if you guys are even connected to my social media, you'll see that our theme colors was green because of the growth, because we have literally came so far by faith, leaning on the Lord, every mistake, every trial, every tribulation, we had to lean on the Lord. And like I said, we are so much further than where we used to be. It's been such a long word, but God has literally been our glue. Today was a blessed day. We were celebrating the seven years of relationship that turned into seven years of marriage. To be honest, the devil always tries to steal this moment, but God always steps in. He lets his glory be revealed, and we always seem to push through. In the midst of every misunderstanding, every trial, every tribulation, all the frustration, and all the things. And this was one of my scriptures that I just always stand on. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That's in Isaiah 59 and 19. We always manage to make progress. The trick is to hold on, to never give up. Even if you feel like giving up because marriage is hard and it gets very, very tough. People think marriage is some sort of fairy tale, but we're we're two human individuals becoming one. And the process takes stretching. It takes breaking. It takes building. It takes sacrifice. It takes healing. It takes communicating in a healthy way. It takes courage to talk about things that may hurt. It takes holding back your opinions and being quiet when you want to have the last word. It takes having humility, being able to serve one another when you don't want to do it. It takes being able to give when you want to be selfish. It takes being able to be honest when you want to lie. Oh, I've been the one. <laughs> I've done it. Okay? I have been that one that be lying when I should have told the truth. It only hurts even more. It's the truth that makes us free. Honesty has literally kept us together. Communication helps us understand so we can dwell together according to understanding. Jesus Christ has literally been the strength, has been the glue. He binds us together. Our union is founded on a a three-strand cord that is not easily broken. Not even us can tear it down. God is doing something here, y'all. He literally has been doing something. I feel like, man, our lifestyle, our life, our marriage has literally been so transparent before our family that there's no room for hiding. There's no room for anything. Literally all the stuff that we have done to each other has been literally aired. But I think because God is going to get the glory for it, for people can look back and say, I saw where you guys came from and it got to be the Lord that has been on y'all side. Okay. I'm screaming out hallelujah because when I I look at all the stuff that y'all been through and to see you still standing, it's got to be a miracle. So as long as your marriage is founded on a three-strand cord, it cannot be easily broken. Even if you look around and other people think that you should have given up by now, you just don't understand the warfare that comes along with marriages. As soon as you decide to follow God's plan for marriages and family, here comes the devil. (laughs) throwing all sorts of curveballs. He ain't had nothing to say when y'all was in lustful relationships. He was egging that on, sending people every which way. But as long as you have God, nothing is impossible. 
He showed me that today, y'all. No matter what it feels like, love is not a feeling. No matter what I thought love is, I know that it's unconditional. Love is not circumstantial. No matter if you don't get your way and you think that you're not seen, (laughs) no matter if you don't get your way and things aren't seen your way, all you need to do is just pray. When you can no longer stand, just kneel. Stop trying to be so tough. <laughs> Hand your burdens, cast your cares upon the Lord. He cares about you. He cares about what you care about. He cares about if your marriage makes it or not. You have to give it to the Lord. He knows what's best. And you have to trust him with that. Trust him even with your marriage. That's what I had to do. Sometimes I make it difficult for myself because I be trying to carry loads that's not mine. Don't forget to give honor where honor is due. Get yourself out of the way. Give glory to God because he is the one that will see you through it. I love my husband with all that's within me. And I continue to push him forward towards his purpose, towards fulfilling to fulfilling his life desires. I wouldn't have it any other way. My desire is that my husband be blessed, that he be successful, that he's honored in the city, that people know his name everywhere that he walks and that he's at the top of his game. And so I need to do my job as a woman, as a wife, as his prayer partner, as his advice, as his advisor, as his organizer, as his assistant, as his children's mother, as his long lifelong partner, as his help me. This man accepted me, y'all, when I was down on myself. He accepted me when I was acting crazy. He accepted me when I was being suicidal. He accepted me when I was a closet alcoholic. He accepted me when I was a closet lesbian. He accepted me in my confusion, in my depression, in mental illnesses of bipolar. He accepted me when I was going through personality disorder. Y'all, he accepts me when I'm giving him the silent treatment. He don't even know what's going on. He accepts me in my brokenness. <laughs> When I'm telling them that love is lost for no reason at all. This is my king. This is my husband. This is my papa. Okay, y'all. That's enough with the poetry. <laughs> this is how this is how I speak, though. It's easy for me to get my thoughts out if I'm a little poetic, you know. I just, that's how I do it. Anyway, now, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory on how I met my husband. I had just gotten out of a sex trafficking, pimping and pandering situations. Yes, I said pimping and pandering situations with the S because I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Same devil, different faces, same spirit. When we met, I was still occasionally turning dates on my own without the hardship of pimps. Prior to meeting my husband, I had a few toxic pimping and pandering situationships where I thought it was love, but it was really manipulation. It was fear. It was control. It was disguise. And I didn't know that then. I thought it was love because all my past experiences were perverted. I didn't know any better. My first crush was my cousin due to incest. And I'll say that story for a whole nother time. (sighs) In my mind, I thought I was nothing but a streetwalker. 
Have you ever heard the term that you can turn a hoe into a housewife? Well, that's what I thought I was. The lies of the enemy had me believing I was trash. Nothing but a moneymaker. A slave to man's sexual desires. I carried that. And at times, it still plagues my mind. And I have to go to the word of God for validation and a reminder of who God says I am and not what my past circumstances said that I was. So in 2007, I met my husband. He was at a recording studio and I was with a friend of mine and I heard him recording a song and he had, um, y'all, this was B, this was my BC before Christ. Okay. So don't judge me. Just listen to the story. He had a style of rap anyway, that was a mixture between my childhood BC, okay, before Christ days, which was Sugar Free, Tool Short, Mac Dre, and E-40. He's, he used to mix all those vocals in one. And then he had this pimp alter ego named Pastor James. Okay, listen. I know, I know some of y'all, I know some of y'all saints, saints, excuse me, are judging me, but listen, I know that I was a lot of bit ratchet, but just to think that this was attractive, mm -mm. we both was just a product of our environment, that's all, okay? So, a little after that, we talked, me and my husband dated for a while, and he literally refused to sleep with me without his clothes for about a good three to four months at the time I thought it was respect now I'm thinking back it probably was because we was getting money together and he was probably trying to keep himself safe not knowing what you know was going on with all that but within time um one day he took me out to an actual track and then he said he watched me throughout the whole night I ended up making a hundred dollars and um he said he was watching me and there was something different about me than the other girls that were out there and he gave me my money back and he told me to go get my son and go home and be a mother and we went and got my son from his mother's house and I think at that moment is when he really stole my heart and I knew that he also wasn't like the other guys he didn't have the character of the other pimps that I had been with so I knew that his heart was different and that moment, literally, that was the time it stole my heart. And God had to remind me of my why. Why did I say I do at the altar? Why? When I said I do, I really wasn't sure back then either. Because I was in, a self, uh, in such a self-harming place that... <clears throat> I was in such a self-harming place that I was like, God, how am I supposed to give this man my heart when I don't even have my heart? And I just gave my heart to you. I didn't know what love really meant. I didn't even know how to love myself. And as soon as we would get into some sort of disagreement, I would resort to cutting myself because I was so used to punishing myself for abandonment. Whenever somebody or whenever I assumed that somebody was going to walk out of my life, I blamed myself. And I would tell myself that I'm the reason why people mistreat me. And so I punished myself thinking that it was my fault, that I could do better. I could have been better. I could have said something different. I could have served a little bit more. I should have gave a little bit more of myself. 
But those were all still lies too from the enemy. But God would wanted me just to go back and see how far I came that I no longer behave that way. <laughs> I promise you guys that God gave me this man because he saved me from myself. He showed me how unconditional love is. He showed me how he would love me under any condition, flaws and all. Even if it seems to be the way, even if it seems like it isn't the way that I think it should be. Or what I think I need in that season. It's what he could give. And I should be grateful for that because he gives so much more than I've ever been given my whole entire life. I just wanted to encourage somebody. That if you're in an unequally yoked marriage or you're in a place where you or your spouse is in a spiritually higher place than another or financially in a higher place than one another or intellectually in a higher place than one another or one of you guys are more organized or one of you guys know how to discipline children better it's okay if y'all don't see eye to eye don't give up on your marriage Two is also always better than one. But even if you are one, if you're a single person listening to this, it doesn't make you any less valuable because you're one. You're not ill-equipped because you don't have a partner. Sometimes I really think that if I would have had more time in my singleness, I would have been able to have been cultivated better. I would have been able to develop a better relationship with the Lord. While I would have more confidence in my identity of Christ without having to sacrifice my time for my children and my husband. Now, don't get me wrong. I love being a wife and I love being a mother. But there's something about a singleness where you can really uh, cultivate and elevate your relationship with the Lord and really figure out what your purpose is without having to divide that time between other people. Those of you that are married, don't give up. Don't allow the enemy to come in and steal from you. There's always a woman or a man waiting in line, praying and asking God for the very thing that you're about to walk away from. Don't allow the enemy to steal your celebration, to destroy the blessing God has given you, which is the ability to have longevity. You know, there's people that just give up and they never look back. They leave their children. They live everything that they build, all the sacrifices, all the tears and and the blood that was shed, all the fasting and all the praying. They just walk away because of lustful desires, because of selfish ambition, because their unwillingness to sacrifice and to allow the God uh, and and their unwillingness, excuse me, to allow the Lord to break them, to build them up. They're unwilling to be vulnerable before you and the Lord. And so they will walk away from the blessings that make you rich and add no sorrow. And I don't mean financially rich, but rich in spirit. You know, I've always been the kind of person like, Lord, you could give me everything in the world. But if I don't have love in my relationship and a healthy union, I don't want it. I don't want a big house with more chaos and more space to be dysfunctional keep that i'll be happy in a tiny house god i'll live me in a van and i'll be rolling all around you know the world sightseeing 
because I'm just not that one. I don't care about the fortune and fame. You know, some people look at me and think that I'm a very materialistic person, but I'm really not. I'm really just a love, a lover of love. Like I love those things. And that's where I'm off balance when the love isn't equally distributed. But what I've learned in growing in maturity, that love it's never going to be completely equally distributed because we love differently. And so some of us feel that we're not being filled up in a proper way, but we really are. And we need to count those blessings and just ask God to open up the eyes of our understanding so we can dwell according to with wisdom, not the wisdom that the world gives, but the wisdom that the Lord gives us. So if you have been married for 10 years plus, stand, stand. If you've been married for five years, stand, stand. If you've been married for two years, okay, it, now you're past the honeymoon stage. You're past the costumes. Y'all didn't took it off. Now it's the real you. If you're not being brutally beaten, if there's no physical abuse, you can go through this marriage. The Lord is able to do anything. Be strong. Have faith. Stay committed. This is a covenant that has been made between you, your husband, and your partner, and the Lord. You vowed for better, for worse, for rich, for poor, through sickness and health. God didn't tell you how sick you was going to get, how wealthy you was going to get, how poor you was going to get, how good, how bad it was going to get, but you vowed to stand and to death do you part there's no parting unless it's death and if you're gonna separate it's to reconciliation so you gotta come back anyway so don't let the enemy deceive you to thinking that the grass is greener on the other side we went and seen a comedian on um um tonight and he said it's just dirt on the other side don't you think that the grass is greener on the other side uh uh-uh, don't be fooled it's just dirt it's just a lie So if you find yourself going down a down spiral, that's what comes before ascension. You got to go down before you can be elevated up. You must be betrayed before you can be crucified to be resurrected with all power. You must until you can. And then when you are resurrected and you get all the power that God indwells you with, now you can overcome every demon in the way. There's always a, a, a casting down before a, an extension, before a lifting up. Now, if you guys are my social media friends and you are graced with our beautiful photos from this day, I want to remind you of Matthew 19 and 6. There are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God joined together, let no man separate. There was a photo that me and my husband took where he's kneeling down and he's holding my hand and he's looking up at me. He said, at this moment, I realized that I would say I do. I do. All over again. He would be willing to say I do to me all over again with all the ups and the downs. Y'all, I felt so unworthy. 
of love. I really did. It took me three hours this morning to gather myself after sitting at the feet of my father. By the time my husband got home, my eyes were swollen. I had to get up and put on my makeup and declare that the enemy will not steal my joy. I choose life today. I choose happiness today. I choose to walk in agreement with God and my husband for our future in Jesus name today. I choose that we will continue to be the head and not the tail above only and never beneath. God didn't allow me to burden my husband down with all those false burdens and emotions that I was carrying, which really was symptoms of anxiety. Girl, your girl was having an anxiety attack and didn't even know it. Jesus Christ, the burden of the Lord is light. The yoke is easy. It's easy to carry. We can go through life with the Lord because he carries the burden for us. All we need to do is rest and relax and know that he is the God that delivered us out of bondage. He is the God that brought us out of shipwrecking. I could have shipwrecked my anniversary dwelling on the past and my inadequacies. If that's even a word. (laughs) I could have used my husband as a bullseye because of the pain of the past. That men has caused. <laughs> this late in my marriage? That is crazy. But I didn't want to do that. There's times where we have a good man, y'all. And we and they have some bad characteristic flaws. <laughs> and it reminds us of some of the failed past relationships. And we think we could do better by ourselves. All this alpha female stuff. Girl, please. It's crazy. Let the Lord put an end to all these old triggers. Allow him to heal you. Don't let your unhealed wounds ruin a good thing. See, I was supposed to be letting God heal me from all these things that I was expecting my husband to do. And I know he didn't have the capacity to do it because he's not my God. He's not my deliverer, and I know that. But I keep trying to make him carry this weight. Trying to make a God out of him. Girl, we can't make our husbands no idols. Ladies, you cannot make your man an idol and lift him higher than God. Because this is where the chaos starts coming in at. Don't even get carried away with the seducing lies of the enemy. That tells you that your marriage isn't going to make it. That tell you that your love isn't real. That tell you that you shouldn't have gotten married because you were unhealed and you're undeserving. And maybe you could do it by yourself. And when he gets all the money, he's just going to leave you for somebody better anyway because you're so broken that you're trash and you didn't do all these things. Lies, lies, lies. Stop allowing the enemy to lie. Cast them thoughts down. Bring them captive unto the submission of the Lord. What the Lord put together, let no man separate. Call those things as aren't. Call the things that aren't as though they are. Pull down those strongholds that bring your mind captive. And bring your mind captive under the submission of the Lord. This is how I had to talk to myself. Before I put on this beautiful green dress. Before I went 
and had a beautiful dinner with my husband before I went and had some good laughs at a comedy club. Because I was too holier than thou, too righteous to even do that at times. Because, oh Lord, they're going to cuss in there. They're going to be seeing sexual jokes. But I am grown and we are in this world, but we're not of it. I need to learn how to do the things of the world with my husband to keep my marriage alive. There's a scripture that says something about that, that a a wife or a married woman should be focused on the things of this world to keep your man happy. Not saying that you need to go sin to do that, but don't be so holier than thou, so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Walk in the spirit so you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, but also keep your mind submitted unto the things of God. Keep yourself dwelling in the secret place so God can give you secrets on how to have a flourishing marriage. I hope that helps somebody today, y'all. But I had to get on here real quick just to share that because your girl was tripping, okay? And he just showed me that I had some unforgiveness in there, some bitter roots that need to be plucked up. But there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that my God can't do. So I am just giving him glory because he is so good that he will not leave you nor forsaking you. Y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed this very personal, (laughs) very transparent podcast. Maybe I'll do a part two if I left some things out. I love you guys. Glow through your life beautifully with inner healing that brings about outer beauty where others will want to know where you got your glow. Find your glow where faith meets glory, the obedience (laughs) of God. Do you hear me? All right, y'all. Until next time. Bye.